Alright, QP Nation, you know what time it is. It is Football Friday time. It's your host, Vince, and we are here to talk about all things football. On today's show, we're going to have some news and notes. We're going to have some uh, Zach Wilson hysteria. And we're going to look at a couple player profiles in going to North Carolina and their running backs that had remarkable years last season and more quarterback upheaval and that's all I can say on that one to start the show you know it is that season right it's the season of mock drafts and what your team gonna get and all of that and it's great. I mean, it's great for me to be able to look at these things. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Rams fan. And I kind of keep tabs on the Patriots because I spent 15 years in Boston. So, I keep tabs on the Patriots. So, it's always amazing to me. You know, the mock drafts and, you know, the information that's out there. And, you know, it's enlightening and it kind of gives you a, a little window into what your team might do right and that's what you're looking for is that's why we have them and that's why we go to them and that's why as we get closer towards the draft you're gonna hear me talk about well this guy's mocked to be here and whatever because I'm scouring him just like you are you know upset that a lot of the the places that I really look at are only at three rounds now. Like, they don't have nothing else to do than to go over, like, 400, 500 players, right? But the fun thing about the mock drafts are is that some of the uh, prognostications are hilarious to me. And some of the mocks, you know, things that have come up. And now that's where the wind blows, right? So, you know, the big thing now this week is that Zach Wilson looks like he's been the number two you know, he's the number two. So, that's what we're looking at, right? So, now everybody's mocking him as the number two quarterback. Because that's where the wind is blowing right now. It's the perception of just like, we know what's going to happen and whatever. There was some mock where he had six quarterbacks in the first round. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I left some of the, like, the things that they say in it, like, Will Green Bay right the wrong from last year and get Aaron Rodgers, the coveted wide receiver prospect, and then get another pass catching threat in the second round to make up for lost time? I mean, it's it's so funny to me. Like some of these, some of these mocks, it's like going into the psychological soul of Aaron Rodgers. Will this make you whole? Will you say yes to me? <laughs> like The Bachelor or something. The other one that made me chuckle was uh, the one about Florida, Florida standout tight end Kyle Pitts. The Sarnario in the, uh, in the draft chatter had it going like this. Can Belichick finally get his new Gronk and provide his would-be quarterback with a terrific weapon? I was like, um... Yeah, first of all, that guy is nothing like Gronk. I mean, he's an athletic freak. He does have a huge catch radius and all that. But as far as the blocker is concerned, he's lacking. So, he's not the new Gronk. He would be an awesome deep threat. He'll be a red zone killer. But he's not Gronk. No offense to Kyle Pitts. Love his game. Love... How he goes about his business. And I think, I think he's going to have an excellent career in the NFL. But when I saw the Gronk reference, I was just like, okay, we got we to gotta tone this down a little bit. 
the other question that I had with that whole situation was who's going to pull the trigger for the Patriots even if they do get Kyle Pitts? You know, I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to the draft and it comes to Belichick, right? I mean, it's just pretty much we don't know. And the the thing about that is it's like when you think you do know, then this is what Bill Belichick does. He'll throw at you Kyle Duggar from that that powerhouse school that produces all kinds of NFL um, would-be players at Lenore Rhine University. You know that school that produces all those fine, fine athletes that just scour the NFL. You can find a Lenore Rhine University uh, graduate on all rosters, right? I mean, this is what Bill does. He puts you, y'all look at the mocks, y'all think you know what's going on, and you just don't. And sometimes I just wish they'd get to New England's pick and just go, I have no clue. I just don't have a clue. We're going to mock somebody, but just so you know, Belichick's probably going to trade down anyway. And get some dude out of like Toledo or some school that's like Eastern Washington State University. Somebody we've never heard of. And then he'll end up doing something really remarkable in the playoff game. Who knows? But I just want somebody to say, hey, I have no clue what's going to go on here. All right, so that's that. Let's see. Let's get you updated on the house a little bit. We got through the wife's birthday. She loved all her presents. Got her like a little Japanese teapot deal. She seemed to love that. She got some earrings. She seemed to love that as well. So we were good on that front. Um, It's been a rough week personally. Um, just some stuff going on in the house. Um, I've talked about it in the past. I have somebody in the house who's dealing with some emotional and mental illness. And, uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, you have your rougher weeks and sometimes you have easier weeks. So went through a rough patch. So there's that. Um, and you know, just keeping my eye on all things football for football Friday. And also, you know that we have another pod, which is Hoop Questions Monday, and that'll drop on Monday. Um, so, if you just like football, definitely Football Friday is for you. If you like basketball, I tell you, the Hoop Questions Monday podcast is awesome. QQ Sports Exchange just does it real big, and we just try to give you what you need. But on today's podcast, nothing but football. I promise you, maybe a couple laughs here and there. But you know what it's time for? It is time to get to the pot. QP Nation, we coming back at you with some Football Friday. We are going to hit some quick hitters, and then we're going to move into like the meat of the podcast. But here's a couple quick news and notes. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray has donated 60,000 meals to his home area of North Texas Food Bank. So my man is doing it real big. On the football field. And uh, he's showing a real generous heart. Off the football field. Kudos to you. Kyler Murray. Little Kyler. That's my boy. Love watching him play. But it's good to see these guys doing. um, You know. God's work. And uh, giving back to their communities. Because I think we see a lot of just. 
stuff on them and it's not the full portrait of who they are and um, to see Kyler go out and help out his community was real real cool and I just wanted to go ahead and spot that, spotlight that for a second what would you say to another year of Fitz magic Ryan Fitzpatrick the quarterback of the Dolphins is looking for another opportunity to become a starter in 2021 all right, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, we all know him. He's the level. He's really the 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 best back one of the best backups in the league. This dude, this dude is great, man. He just doesn't take himself seriously. Kind of goes in there. You see the you see the act, right? The beard, you know, Harvard graduate. It's like he's so far removed from the Harvard graduate thing when you look at him. And he just doesn't take himself so seriously. He kind of reminds me of like um, Jeff Daniels in one of those movies where he's all spaced out half the time. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is no joke. And he's one of those dudes that, you know, if you need him to start like six games for you because your quarterback is something's going on with him, whether it's physical or, you know, the interception situation is just not, you know, not happening I mean this dude can give you four to six good weeks and you'll be in every game now mind you some of the games that you were in he probably put you down by like 14 early with just crazy mistakes but all in all Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good solid quarterback you can do a lot worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick as as a backup or as a guy to kind of finesse the rookie in on a, you know, <clears throat> get on the week like seven, eight, and then have the rookie show out. I mean, there's so many things you can do with them. And like I said, he has the perfect temperament for this. You know, he comes in like, listen, we're going to sling it around the yard. Sometimes we're going to make a couple mistakes. Sometimes we're going to luck up into some real crazy stuff, win some ball games that we had no business winning. So it's just one of those things where I just kind of, I'm rooting for them. I think there's some teams out there that can really use them. I'm going to give you the list of teams that have some issues and might have some, you know, thoughts on what they want to do. The Washington football team is one. They have no idea who their quarterback situation is. They got those young cats, uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, They probably will draft a quarterback. But bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick would not hurt that situation. Philadelphia, you got Jalen Hurts there. So here's somebody who can come in and compete with Jalen Hurts. So he just doesn't get handed the job and you're back in the same situation that you were in with um, Carson Wentz, Chicago. If nothing pans out on the quarterback market, Ryan Fitzpatrick and some variation of Foles and Trubinsky, I guess. Houston. I mean, I know Houston, you don't want to talk about it. And I know Houston's saying we won't. The organization saying we will not trade Deshaun Watson, but if for some reason that does come to pass and we're past the draft or the other free agent carousel doesn't stop with the quarterback with you, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a good little option to get you through the year. And then there's New England, right? So you got Cam. Um, I'm hoping that Cam... Is going to bounce back. But if what we saw, the returns on what we saw last year, it doesn't look like he can really sling the rock anymore. So Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't be a bad alternate for that situation. Especially if you were going to draft one of these rookie quarterbacks. Let's say you were saying, okay, we'll, we'll invest in this in the second round and come up with a guy 
then Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of those dudes that can give you give you some weeks. And it'll get your rookie quarterback ready to play because he'll also be great in the quarterback room with the rookie. He did it with Tua. You know, he's done it a lot of places. So this is kind of his bag and this is kind of his situation. Now, if he was just looking for a cool little backup role or whatever and just wanted, you know, I'm just going to sit on the sideline with the clipboard and with the earpiece in, you know, a couple other situations would be like the, the La La, both teams, you know, backing up Stafford, being in, being in the sunshine all the time, or even Justin Herbert. That wouldn't be a bad thing to have in the quarterback room, in the Chargers quarterback room. So if he was looking at his options, depending on where he wanted to be, now I know he wants to start. So these those other options weren't like the ideal thing for him. But the other places that I mentioned, these are all places that he can probably get some burn. I mean, at least four to six weeks. So, you know, there's going to be plenty options for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we might see a little bit more of Fitz magic next year. Um, the other note that kind of struck me is I saw articles on Bleacher Report. And um, it made mention about J.J. Watt and his free agency and, and all that. But the number really struck me as odd. It said J.J. Watt could get probably up to $16 million a year. And I was like, wait, is he trying to win? Because my thought was is that if he's trying to win, I don't think one of the real contenders could afford a J.J. Watt at $16 million. I mean, here's the, the thing that you have to understand is that some of the returns on him the last couple of years, he's been injured. So less production and also less availability. I always saw um, J.J. Watt at this stage of his career being a guy that came in on passing downs. A guy that could come in, be an inside rusher or outside rusher on legit passing downs. So long sec- second downs, long third downs, you know, crunch time, you know, when it's all about just getting back there and, and throwing the ball around the yard. So that's kind of how I saw J.J. Watt being. I did not expect $16 million and I'm going to be a three-down player because I don't know if J.J. Watt can do that anymore, you know? Um, the injury toll the last three years, I mean, he's he's missed significant time. It's almost, it's a little bit better than 50%, but it's it's around there. So, um, I mean, if he gets $16 million, God bless him. <laughs> I mean, God bless you. Get your bag, get your money, you know, set up your situation for many years to come and continue to do subway commercials with your whole family i like those and my wife belinda like those as well so those are a couple little news and notes that i have my eye on some things for you to kind of talk about with your friends and also hit me up on twitter qpp network on instagram and facebook it's question point pod network for those okay Hit me up on some of these. Tell me what you think. Is J.J. Watt $16 million worth? What do you think about Fitzmagic and his opportunities to start this year? If this is one of your teams that I mentioned, New England, the Washington football team, Philadelphia, Houston, Chicago, you want Fitzmagic on your squad or not? Hit me up on Twitter QPP Network on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network.
All right, QP Nation, it's time for a little draft talk, little player profile deal. So this is where we get into the nitty-gritty. This is the thing about QP Sports Exchange. I told you Football Friday did not end with the Super Bowl. It did not end with the GOAT winning his seventh title. We were just beginning because draft stuff is upon us. And we are going to bring it to you like you want it. We try to give the people what they want. All right, we're going to start off with some um, some news that I heard on Zach Wilson. And uh, I wanted to bring it to you because when I heard it, I was like, okay. So in some circles, BYU's quarterback Zach Wilson is not just getting buzzed as the second quarterback off the board. I was told by somebody that there are six teams in the NFL that believe that Zach Wilson should be the number one quarterback off the board. Okay, so I just wanted you to have that sink in for one second. To me, Trevor Lawrence is a no-brainer. Um, unless we find out that he has mafia or terrorist ties, um, Trevor Lawrence is quarterback number one. Um, that's something that we don't overthink here at QP Sports Exchange at all. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson, is the number one quarterback coming off the board. What some of the Italian evaluators are saying about uh, Zach Wilson is this. They love Wilson's ability to throw off-platform and to drive the ball down the field on long throws. Seems to be very impressive to the talent evaluators. I've also heard that Zach Wilson has some similarities to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so what they're saying is this, arm talent-wise. Arm talent-wise, there are similarities in his creativity to get the ball to wide receivers. That's where the Patrick Mahomes similarities start and end. This dude is like 6'1", barely, and about 210. He does run around. You know, he definitely can get himself out of trouble. By scrambling, he can get you yards down the field. He's pretty athletic. He was trucking guys in the whack. I mean, he was laying dudes out. Like, they would come, try to get him. He'd come, like, on the sweep. And you see a safety coming downhill on him. And he just lowered the shoulder and be like, boom. Be laying safeties out in the whack. So, that's what scouts are saying about one Mr. Zach Wilson. So hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, QPP Network. On Instagram and Facebook, hit me up on Question Point Pod Network and tell me your thoughts on what these talent evaluators are saying about Zach Wilson. I believe all of what they're telling me as far as his off-platform throws and his arm talent. And that's great because here's the thing. When you look at him, you don't think, you know, he would be good in in a place like, um, I know Cleveland doesn't need a quarterback, but in a place like Cleveland, right? He wouldn't be good in a place like, you know, um, like the Jets because the Jets play in Buffalo and they play in Foxborough once a year as well, right? Driving the ball through wind. But his arm is is sick. He has a strong arm. So I don't doubt their their scouting ability on him. I just think when we are talking about Trevor Lawrence and him, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson, but I'm definitely going to lean more towards Trevor Lawrence than being the first quarterback off the board than you. So, hey... I had to bring it to you guys because, you know, I want to make sure 
We are discussing. We're having things to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where now you can talk with your friends. But tell them to download and subscribe QP Sports Exchange. Now, after a great year for two North Carolina running backs, um, I don't know if it's the case of just out of sight, out of mind. But I haven't heard a lot about uh, running back Javante Williams and uh, running back Michael Carter out of North Carolina. These guys put up great years for North Carolina. They were them and uh, and how were the driving force of that potent offense in North Carolina. They were putting up forty on a regular, and both these guys were going over a hundred and getting two tutties on a regular. So they were great in college and. I wasn't hearing a lot of buzz about them, so I was trying to figure out what was going on. First, I want to hit you with a stat. And this is uh, from, I want to give the credit to Pro Football Focus, okay? So, Javante Williams, last year, had 76 missed tackles, and it was the most in college football, okay? This is what the scouts are saying about him. Scouts love his uh, contact balance power and his second level explosiveness which Williams displayed against high level competition um, Williams added 32 catches last season which shows that he is in every down back all right so what they're saying with the the contact balance is that he's able to absorb contact and be able to keep his feet and keep it moving down the field so that's going to be great for um, yards after contact. So that shows that in the NFL, you know, if he does get a linebacker that shoots through and clips him, he does have incredible balance and a low center of gravity that he's able to stay on his feet, stay stable, and then get the puppies moving down the field to gain yards. All right, this dude is super explosive too. It, he's a home run hitter, okay? When he gets out, now he can run in the tackles. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but when he gets out, I mean, there's a there's a gear that he hits, and it's, it's pretty exciting to see. So whoever is getting him, because you're still hearing, um, Najee Harris is awesome. And I'm not saying that he's not going to be great. Travis Etienne, you know I love him. Um, Clemson is kind of like my adopted like football school. You know, I love UCLA. You know I'm always home for the for the powder blue and gold. But I love Clemson. I love how they built that, that thing over there. And now it's a machine. So Travis Etienne is one of my boys. I love watching him play. But... I got to put Javante Williams up there with him as well. Now, you, we might have found out that, you know, Travis Etienne was a 4-3-5 if we would have had a scouting combine. And maybe that would have made a difference between, you know, the levels between um, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams and uh, Michael Carter. But... To say those guys didn't produce or say those guys didn't um, have exemplary years and should are not in the discussion with like the top running backs in the draft was kind of disheartening. On this note, you're going to see some things, and I have a prediction of where I think um, Javante Williams will end up, not as far as team, but area in the draft. And I also have one of Michael Carter, who we're going to get to right now. All right. So we're going to give you a preview of Michael Carter now. So he's about 5'8". He's about 202. He's He doesn't look super impressive. Okay. But the one thing about it is, is that you don't want to be fooled about um, him at all. Because this dude is next level special. The great thing about this is, is that probably the con not having the combine helped him where it might have hurt Javante Williams, and what I'm saying by that is that 
the talent evaluators and the scouting pundits and the draft pundits wouldn't be able to nitpick Carter's size and whatever. But when you turn on the video of, of Carter, this is what you're going to see. And this is what you're going to gain appreciation for as you check out this Tar Heel do his thing. Now, albeit he doesn't have world-class speed, the scouts say he floats. Carter is super smooth. And the way he connects his jump cuts and his change of direction without deceleration is phenomenal. So what they're saying is that, you know, if for some reason somebody shoots out on the outside, one of the defenders, let's say a safety shoots out there and he cuts it back in. He's not, when he makes the cut, there's no slow down on the cut. Okay, it's plant the foot, go. And let's get a feel. So he might not run a 4-3, but in and out of his cuts, he's not running slower than what he would have ran anyway. Okay? The other thing about him is, is that he has, because he's stout and because he's squatty, you can't see him. So he gets behind his blocks very well. He follows his blocks very well. And then... When he can go ahead and make the move to explode because there's a hole that he sees, as soon as he sees it, he's gone. And the other thing that about Michael Carter is, is that he catches the football. Now, here's the knock on Michael Carter. And it's going to be the knock on him his whole entire career until he shows that he can do it. It's going to be pass protection. That's the one problem about having him in the backfield is will he do it? Can he do it? Can he physically hold up to doing it? That'll be the difference between him being an every down back or a third down killer. Just coming in on third down, he could get a bubble screen, draw, maybe some razzle-dazzle where he's some wildcat type stuff, whatever. But his showing that he can block, and the only way he's going to show that is in OTAs and preseason games. So we'll see what it's all about. But here's my prediction for Javante Williams and Michael Carter. I think that Javante Williams will go mid-second round anywhere from about Pick 16 to 23 in the second. That's where he'll go. And then for Michael Carter, I don't think he slides out of out of day two. I think when day two ends, both the North Carolina running backs will be off the board. I just have Michael Carter going like late third round. Plus there's some compensatory picks in that area as well. So he might slide into that group. So that's what I'm looking for. They're going to be day two picks. I think both of them can have excellent careers. Michael Carter has to uh, shore up the blocking situation. And Javante Williams just needs to get an opportunity. This kid is special. And I can't wait to see what the Tar Heel running backs do in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I just can't wait. And Coach T, you know he's going to be so excited. And if you don't know who Coach T is, get on the archive pods and you'll figure it out. Listen, QP Nation, help our new people. Welcome them with open arms. Welcome them with hearty greetings of hello and prosperity. But also tell them to get into the archive pods because that's where it goes down. Moving on. We have some quarterback news for you. And uh, so Seattle and Houston are two franchises with two franchise quarterbacks that are not happy about their current situation. Now, the Watson-Houston conflict continues to go on. All right? So here's the deal. (laughs) Houston has reached a new height of hilarity for me. I repeat, 
Houston, the organization, the Texans have reached new heights of hilarity for me. So um, there was a report earlier in the week that new head coach David Culley spoke to his uh, all-pro quarterback and basically face of the franchise guy, Deshaun Watson. So (laughs) poor David Culley walks into Deshaun Watson that doesn't want to hear anything he has to say about anything, right? My man has made it perfectly clear that he is not hearing anything the Texans have to say. He is trade me, and that's what it's all about. So poor David Culley goes and talks to <laughs> he goes and talks to Deshaun Watson. You imagine what that conversation is like. You imagine how awkward that deal is. QP Nation has a little reenactment for you on the Deshaun Watson deal. All right. So here it goes. So I'm going to play both parts. I'm going to play David, head coach David Cully, and I'm going to play Deshaun Watson as well. Hey, Deshaun, how's it going? I'm the new head coach. My name is David Culley. It is so great to meet you. All right, bro. Yeah. Well, Deshaun, I just stopped by because I wanted to give you some insight into what the new offense looks like and how you play such a big part, a critical role. Deshaun stops him right there. Hold on. What? what, what? Wait. Huh? I play a critical role? Yeah, Deshaun. You play a critical role in my new offense. Let me tell you what it's going to do. We're going to protect you. We're going to put you in situations where you're going to look super dynamic. We're going to put you in situations where you're going to be on boxes of Wheaties because you're going to win. And we're going to surround you with the talent that a franchise quarterback deserves. Deshaun, how does that sound to you? And this is Deshaun Watson's rebuttal. So that is the conversation between head coach David Culley and Deshaun Watson. I don't think that went well between those two because pretty much he told his coach he was out. Okay, that's what the reports are. Is that he said, um, it's really great that you stopped by and it's really great that you got a lot of ideas. It's just not going to be with me. All right, so Deshaun Watson is still showing that he's about that life. He's about that militant life, and he says, I want out of Houston. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you brought in to be my head coach. I don't care about your new scheme. I just want out. Now, Houston is still doubling down, saying there's no trade. For Deshaun Watson. Actually, there's also a report that those trades are going straight to a voicemail. <laughs> like they're not even talk to anybody. It's like, so you call you call the Houston Texans right now. Let's say you're I don't know, the Jets or somebody. Ring. Houston Texans, um, player personnel department. How do I direct your call? Well, yeah, I'd like to talk to uh, who's in charge of, you know, the executive. All right, uh, Nick is um, currently busy. Can I see what this is about? Well, you know, this is a sensitive subject. We kind of don't want to talk about this, you know, with you. No offense, lady, you know, but I would like to talk to Nick about, um, you know, a possible trade. Oh, are you calling about Deshaun? Um, Well, yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, okay, we have a special... 
we have a special line for that so what you're gonna do is after the beep you know leave the trade on the voicemail and we'll get back to you well i really want to talk to nick no okay hold on click goes to voicemail they got a voicemail <laughs> for all potential deshaun watson trades it's a deshaun watson hotline remember back in the day they had those like 900 or 800 numbers or 900 numbers or whatever you could call in like if you're a wrestling fan you call in get into the hotline so the houston texans have set up their own deshaun watson hotline they're not taking the trade but they're not emptying the voicemail either so you take what you need to take from that houston texans fans and you tell me hit me up at qpp QPP Network on Twitter and Question Point Pod Network on Instagram and Facebook. Now, the other quarterback that has some news going on is one Russell Wilson. Now, Russell has told people in the organization that he would like to be feel protected a little bit more. He would like to see some additions to the offensive line. And, um, you know... He's made that public within the last two or three weeks. Well, there seems to be a little bit more to that um, that story. So let me get into it. So he's not making it like known he wants to be traded. This is what he's doing. Now, he's made it personally known about the structure and the personnel changes that he'd like to see. For him to, you know, want to come back to the Seahawks. But here's the deal. You know, he wants these things to come to fruition or he kind of wants to trade. My man Russell Wilson is not alone in this deal. Wilson and his super superstar R&B wife Sierra are quietly sending strong hints to the Seahawks organization that Dallas... Miami, New Orleans, Chicago, or Vegas would be suitable places for Russ to cook at. You know what I'm saying? So my man, he's not coming out and saying, hey, I want to be traded. What he's saying is like, hey, um, just an FYI, you know, if, you know, if we can't really, really make some positive additions on the offensive line here's some teams that i would be more than willing to go to okay so the (laughs) oh man oh man so funny to me both the organizations seattle and houston right now i don't know if you guys remember the movie um hitch but these both these organizations remind me of like the early part of that movie okay do you remember when hitch talks about like his beginnings and some of the valuable lessons that he learned does anybody remember that part i'm gonna play you a part of the movie and i'm telling you right now that seattle and houston are what I would call early hitch. Yo, tell me what I'm doing wrong. You're doing it right now. Okay. Here's the other part of this deal with Russell Wilson. There's a report that Pete Carroll, head coach, um, and Russell aren't seeing eye to eye a little bit as well. Basically, what has gone on, what's fueled this situation is that early in the year, Russ was cooking, right? It was like, let Russ cook. So for the first eight weeks, Russ was cooking and he was getting big yards. He was throwing a lot of touchdowns and then week nine happened and in week nine 
he had a bad game. Okay, he threw some he threw some picks, fumbled the football, and then even though it had been mostly successful, and when I say mostly, I mean they were they were clear cut looking at winning the division early in the year, right? And then Carroll kind of put the pumped brakes on the offensive coordinator and wanted to be a little more conservative and run the football. And that rub rust the wrong way. So he's looking at guys like Mahomes and his high-powered offense. And then he's looking at Brady, who really chose where he was going to go and seems like a partner to the organization um, in getting and acquiring talent. And I think Russ is seeing this and going, wait, man. You know what? I'm 32. I got a Super Bowl, but I want more. I want a bit bigger presence. And, you know, he has an R&B superstar wife, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Seattle might be a little small for Russ and Sierra. You know, no offense to the Emerald City. No offense to Seattle. I think you guys deserve a basketball team. You know this if you listen to Hoop Questions Monday, but it might be time for Russ and the Seattle organization to part ways. But I think it's funny that Russ and Ciara are like the, what is it, the uh, head of household on Big Brother. You know what I'm saying? Their alliance is so strong right now. <laughs> it's like they haven't, they haven't asked for a trade Okay, they haven't asked for one, but if for some reason some of these some of these changes or augmentations to the team that I was kind of looking for kind of don't materialize, here's a list of teams, you know. <laughs> I mean, he really is like cold about it, right? He's just sitting there like, all right. Basically, I'm the most interesting man in the whole wide world. And when I when I play football, <laughs> I might not want to play for you. Just saying. So that's what's going on with Russell Wilson in Seattle. There might be some more to this quarterback carousel that's going on. People are getting on. People are getting off. I mean, Wentz is now an indie. Matthew Stafford is in uh, in the La La with the Rams. Who knows what's going to happen in Chicago? Who knows what's going to happen in Washington? The district. But I tell you what, it's going to be super interesting. The only things that we do know is we do know Wentz is in Indy. We do know Stafford is in LA. And we do have a really good indication that Jacksonville is getting Trevor Lawrence, right? Now, what happens after that? Who knows, man? Who knows? But I'll tell you this. It's been a great football Friday. I'm happy to bring it to you. You guys are freaking awesome and rock stars. And I'm just going to thank the listeners now. Keep putting it out there. Keep pumping it up on social media. Hit me up with questions, QPP Network, on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network, and let's grow this community to new levels and heights. And I want to, I just want to interact with you guys and get, just muck it up and get crazy. Let's just put some trades out there, just some crazy stuff, get aggregated by all the idiots out there, all right? So with that being said, be good to yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you are okay. Get you some alone time. Read a book, whatever soothes you. Listen to some music. Kiss your girl. Kiss your guy. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? QP Nation is awesome when it comes to that kind of stuff. Also, be good to your neighbors. You know, lend them a hand. If they need a ear to bend, be that ear. And if you have it within your means, whether 
it's with your time, you know, doing a community service or by actually donating funds to places that are out there who are helping people who are less fortunate than us, please do so. And if you have someone in your life or if you are struggling with mental illness, get some help. Talk to somebody. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a friend. Talk to a family member. Express what's going on with you. Okay? Um, Talk to a therapist. That's what they get paid to do. They went years to college. To help you be able to deal with what's going on in the world and what's going on within you. So get your mental together and we will see you for Hoop Questions Monday. I'm your host Vince and it's been an absolute pleasure. But we are out.